0: home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen, coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio, with your host, Garrett Miller. I love when you're applauding me. So thank you, everybody, and welcome back to Rated G Radio. It's like we've never left. And yet, here we are. So it's Monday, October 4th. You know what? That is 10-4, good buddy. And we are coming back with a little bit of a different format this time. We're going to be having exciting guest co-hosts. Like my entire month of October, we'll be spending it with Rebecca Fisk, America's Top 50 Psychic. She's going to be my VIP guest co-host for the entire month every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. We'll welcome Rebecca in just a moment. But we're going to invite you to also be part of the show. Either call or chat in the chat room or email ahead of time if you'd like to do that, if you have any questions for either of us. However, this is not a psychic show. This is not a, um, I want to find out if I'm going to find true love in the van down by the river show. This is, Rated G Radio. So I'm going to be talking to our guest co-hosts every week and we're going to find out what exciting stuff is going on in their world and um, promote the other shows that are on the Rated G Radio network. So um, for all of you callers just hanging up now, (laughs) read the show notes. Um, Thank you for um, tuning in, but this is not a psychic show as much as you might want it to be, but I'm going to telegraph that to you right now. So you can listen to the show on iTunes. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio under the banner of Rated LGBT Radio. And the story behind that is when I took a little bit of a hiatus because of budgetary issues a few years ago. Rob Watson maintained the helm with his Thursday show, Rated LGBT Radio, that we Uh, came up with, and now that's off and running, and we're back with the family all together. So you'll see on the show page tonight, we've got uh, links for all of our other programming on the network. I've got a link directly to Rebecca Fisk's website, so if you'd like to schedule a private reading with her for a psychic reading, you can do that. I've also got a link to Rated LGBT Radio, starring Rob Watson, on Thursdays, and you can go and take a look at that. I've also got links for Rated Oz Radio and then Journey with Stephanie. Now, Stephanie's show, she, um, she's coming back tomorrow night for her monthly interview. And so tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific time to hear Stephanie interview somebody fascinating. So with that, without further ado, as we speak, we are welcoming back the Muse for this entire enterprise, Rebecca Fisk. Rebecca, how the heck are you? Rebecca, I know you're there. I see you. Technology in retrograde. Let's try to mute her and bring her back on. Rebecca, I know you're there, my dear. Rebecca, I, I am hear you. I'm
1: here. I'm here. There we go. I, oh, I'm so glad. Woo-hoo. Me too. <laughs> Otherwise, oh I'm going to
0: talk every other word. How are you?
1: I am doing great. How are you?
0: I'm excited to be back here on Monday nights for the rest of the year, and this will be a fun, um, fun opportunity to share ideas and you know, just commentary about the world in general. So, What's been going on with you? It's been a hot minute since you and I have actually talked live and in Technicolor.
1: It has been a hot minute. Uh, Gosh, well, there's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff, but you know what? Uh, It's all good, and um, some of it has been challenging. We can kind of talk about that a little bit, Uh, you know, just with everything going on in the world and the planets and, you know, astrologically and spiritually, Um, but, you know, it's an adventure, and I try to keep bringing myself back to remembering that it's an adventure. So how about you? How have you been?
0: Well, well, uh, well, let's get to me in a minute. I'm going to have a follow-up question. This is going to be <laughs> a show where we ask each other a lot of questions. Why do we say it's all good when what we really mean is it's been a shit show?
1: <laughs> you know what? So – well, and you know me. You, I know that sometimes you're like, Rebecca, could you just
0: take the damn rose
1: glasses off? <laughs> I, know, I know you think that, and you've never said it out loud, but I could just see you shaking your head and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. See, I know you. Uh, the thing is that when we're in it, even if it doesn't feel good in the moment. You know me. My beliefs are that everything always happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to change something, you have the power to change it. And sometimes we just have to have an experience so we get to learn something from it and do it differently next time. So even when I'm in something and it's not feeling good, I will come back to the perspective that it is all good because I am ever a learner and I will take that experience and I will learn what I think I'm supposed to learn from it, and it gives me an opportunity to do things differently in the future if I want a different outcome. So that is why I say it's all good. But I also know that you know there have been times when I've called you, it's been a while, but there have been times I've called you and I'm in tears and it really is a shit show, right. It's good. I'm feeling that right now. Um, uh-huh. And then later, and then you talk to me and then I go, oh, you know what? It's all, that's actually all good. <laughs> so you actually bring me back to that sometimes when I need somebody to kind of bring me back and, and, uh, you know, uh, but it, I try to keep coming back to, we, we all get to enjoy the adventure. And if we stay open to the possibilities, no matter what's going on, there is always another side to the coin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and I actually, I have a really good example for that. If you'd like to well, do tell. Okay. So, Um, And this is a different perspective, but this has come up for me over time and months in meditations and when I'm talking to clients. And it came up fairly recently when I was talking to a client slash friend that um, I care very much about. I love my clients. I have the best clients on the planet. Uh, But we were talking, and she was bulimic for a long time. And what came through when I was talking to her was, I am so glad you were bulimic. She's like, what? And I said, well, the reality is the bulimia was something that you felt you could control, and it kept you from killing yourself. Wow. So I have a different perspective on bulimia and alcoholism and drug addiction because sometimes we need those things to cope, and they're not great for our bodies, and they're not necessarily – you know, what somebody from the outside would say is the best path, but it's a coping mechanism. And if you don't have other coping mechanisms, those things can actually keep you from killing yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a very different perspective. And that is my perspective now. When I encounter somebody who is sober from alcoholism, I say, thank you. I'm glad you're sober now, but I'm so glad that you had the addiction to keep you from killing yourself because you found something that would numb the pain enough that you could stay here.
0: So what do you think? I mean, because there's no secret. I've written about it in my, and this is going to be the shameless plug show of the century. Like we'll talk about Rebecca's book, The List, available on Amazon. We'll talk about my music you can download on my website or off of Spotify called The Musical under my artist name, Blonde Jesus. We'll talk about all the stuff that you can buy to support the cause. But in my book, Blonde Jesus is the I make no mistake about it that I um, I don't like to say recovering because it just to me that doesn't resonate with me at all. But I woke up one day after years of heavily drinking and I said, oh, there's a date on the calendar. It's called January 22nd. I'm going to stop drinking that day. And I did, and I've never looked back. Yes, you did. But I did, and I have no idea what happened. And this would be, you know, and this is totally not the direction I thought the show was going to go at the very beginning. But for (laughs) years, when I was heavily drinking, I would come home from night from this job that I hated, but paid me just so much money; it was just insane. But I would come home every night of the week and drink myself to sleep because that's how much I hated life. And it got to the point where I. I thought, well, you know, at some point in my life, boy, I'd really like to stop this, but I don't know how. And I got these, um, I guess they're like hypnosis. And this is the days before, you know, everything was a download. So they were on CDs. And then I had to download the CD to my computer and then the computer to my, you know, you do that. And I listened to these meditation CDs for years if nothing else, it was just very calming to me. And I really liked going to sleep to that as completely drunk, trying to like, you know, not not be a <laughs> drunk. Here I am completely drunk listening to these alcoholism tapes. But I I would like to credit those for some small form of it. But I didn't listen to them all the time. There'd be times where I'd listen to him all the time and then times that I didn't listen to him for a year or two. But there was just something that in my head I said, you know, I'm just done And it's going to be January 22nd. So I looked at the calendar and it was about two weeks out. And I remember it very specifically because I had the calendar on the fridge, uh, like I think a lot of folks do. I said, yeah, I'm going to be done drinking and it's going to be a Sunday because that way I can just start the week fresh. And here's the date. And so I made sure I drank every single day because that's what I did at the time. And then come the evening of January 22nd, I said, okay, there's my last drink. And I'm going to tell you, it was kind of like, ooh, maybe I could get one more in. It's like, no, I bought enough to get through, you know, my tonight because I'm going to drink until the day's done, which I did. And then the next day I woke up and I said, okay, I'm just done with that. And I've never had an explanation other than I'll just, you can call it a miracle or whatever, but and it wasn't like I prayed, oh, please God, let me stop drinking. You know, I was, oh, there's none of that. I just woke up and said, I'm, I'm just done. So I wonder, you know, at least in my psyche or what happened cosmically for me. And I'm not asking you as a serious question, Rebecca, but just like more rhetorical, what happened that made me go, okay, that was it. Cause I, I'm a very addictive personality. You know, if I buy one of something, <laughs> I need a hundred. You know, if I'm going to have one drink, I'm going <laughs> to have 50. I
1: know. So I don't know. That, that doesn't make any have sense. To buy
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, if I'm going to have a puppy dog. You can't have one. I need five, you know? So Yeah I don't know. But it's interesting to hear you say that from that perspective, because when I hear that, I'm like, well, oh, well, thank you, Rebecca, but that was not the context of our relationship when we met, what, 11 years ago at all. So just, um, you know, interesting. So what do you think it is for, you know, let's say your client where she was bulimic and I'm not asking you to give, you know, her name or phone number or email or Instagram, any of that, but what do you think it was for her that helped her overcome that? Because I don't think my experience is unique. I, I, I think that's. I think my experience is very unique. I don't think a lot of people just say, "Okay, I'm done." I
1: I, I agree that I think your experience is unique. Although I think people reach a breaking point where they decide they want to live or they don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um and also you know it's interesting too. The only thing that I can compare to that is um is the food thing, for me. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've used that to numb myself, and I don't do that anymore. I, I so much don't do that, um, that the moments that, or the days that I've actually eaten and they become really full and I'm uncomfortable. It's like, wow, I don't even remember what that feels like, and it's so uncomfortable, I don't want to do it again. Um, but I had a moment where, you know, the doctor said, if you don't lose weight, you're going to have arthritis. And the decision in that moment was, I don't want arthritis and that was it. I changed my life. And I've had so many people say, Oh, it's so hard to lose weight and I'm like, No, it's not. When you when your mindset has shifted gears, like yours did, like I'm not an alcoholic anymore. I don't drink. There's there's something that happens in the brain and I don't know what that switch is. I'm sure if I did enough research I could find out, but um mm-hmm. that hasn't really been my my area of study. Um Right. So for my so for my Client, um, there were it, it was severe PTSD that got her into wanting to control and and having the bulimia be a result of that. I don't actually know what the impetus was for her to change it. I do know that she discovered nutrition and and that lifestyle changes could make her feel good about herself as she worked through counseling and. And you know, kind of dealing with her own addictive personality because, she, in addition, she had an addictive personality as well. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a whole lifestyle change for her that got her out of the bulimia. And um, and so you know, she has said it is a mindfulness thing all the time. It's it's um, it, you know, I, w- I would imagine that for you, you you don't try to just have one drink. You just don't have I, it.
0: Oh no. Well, and, and here's and the so, odd thing. I think it, for me, I, I have zero desire to have a, an alcoholic beverage. Now, could I? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I know people that I, – I have a friend, for example. She's been soda sober for about 18 months. But she will tell me to this day, I crave my Pepsi. I crave my Diet Coke. I crave – I have no craving i none. So if you want to be a drunk around me and you want to be sloshy and, you know, all the things that I used to be and just said, well, I was fine, because that's, <laughs> that's your thing now. That's not mine. So I don't resonate with it. I don't crave it. Mm-hmm. I can smell a drink. It doesn't have any charm for me whatsoever. So I, I don't know. But if you put me in front of a pizza or a bowl of ice cream, Rebecca, I might shove you down a flight of stairs. Okay.
1: Well, you know, Garrett, I, I, first of all, there, there, God broke the mold with you, which is a beautiful thing because you're amazing and awesome and wonderful, and we are all lucky to know you.
0: Your um, checks in the mail.
1: It's, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think part of it is, is just partly who you are. And what I do know of you is when you set your mind to something, there is no stopping you, first of all. And second of all, Um, I, my impression, and, and this is me just saying this as your friend and somebody who loves you, um, I think you've just got tired of being in pain. I think if you just figured, screw it, I'm done with this. I don't want to be numb anymore. I want to live my life. I want to make some changes. I'm going to let go of the stuff that I need to let go of. I'm going to surrender, believe and receive, attract and allow which mm-hmm. is a journey, I know and I know you know. And, and when, my, my feeling about it is that when you finally surrendered into, I'm going to be who I am right now, and it isn't the job, and it's not this other stuff up here, it's not what I'm doing in relationships, it's who I am, who am I, and how do I want to be in the world? And I think mm-hmm. once you connected back to yourself and decided you wanted to participate in your own life, that's my impression, is that you decided, I'm going to participate in my own life, and I don't want to be numb anymore.
0: Well, then let me ask and, you this since we're, you know, we're going down this. So you, you mentioned that you had the same, you know, kind of relationship with food and you made a, a change. So what was it, what happened for you where you said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I know you said there's arthritis, but you know, what's your relationship with food like now compared to before when you would just be, okay, I'm going to do whatever.
1: Well, For a very long time, I used food to stuff my emotions and to numb myself out Mm -hmm. because that's what I needed to feel safe. There was a safety in that. There's a whole history about all of that. I was forced out in the hospital because I weighed too little to go home when I was born. And, you know, I I really was given the message that food is love and that, you know, if you eat, we're going to be happy. And if you don't, we're not. And my dad did the starving kindness kids and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know, all the messages I got were, you're supposed to eat. <laughs> and so I did, but I would eat to numb. And I would eat until I was, you know, so full I couldn't stand it. I was never bulimic. I didn't do the, the vomiting part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so so what changed it for me was having a motivation from inside myself instead of you're supposed to be skinny like the girls in the magazines. Because I was constantly comparing myself and constantly going into that place of berating myself, oh, you're not enough and you're to this or you're to that or, you know, all of that. And so when the impetus became about my health, there was something that shifted in my brain that, that took me someplace else. And I can't really explain it except to say that it's like a switch got flipped for me because mm-hmm. it no longer was about needing to numb how I felt. Now it was, what's the journey to have a healthy body for the rest of my life? And how do I want to be? And how do I want to live? Cause I have a lot of life left. I'm not mm-hmm. leaving anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So how do I want to spend it? I don't want to spend it in pain. I want to spend it happy and comfortable and, you know, exhilarated in my body. And so that's, that was the decision I made. It was a momentary decision. And I know, you know, cause I talked to you very shortly after mm-hmm. and started my weight loss journey.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah.
1: and so actually I'm going to expand on that a little bit because I, I think I, I mentioned, um, so I have been training to hike into and out of the grand Canyon before or for my 60th birthday, which is next year. I can't believe this. I'm going to be six. You know, after 30, you add the numbers together until you get a single digit, so I'll be sick right. next year. Um, yeah,
0: congratulations. <laughs>
1: but but Yes, yeah, thank you. woo learn to read and, you know. Um, and so for quite a while, uh, I've been walking about 14 miles a week and walking up and down Signal Hill, which is a significant incline, um, a couple days a week, and then walking the goal is then eight miles um, once a week. And my knees started hurting. And I used to go to the gym. I had been in physical therapy when I first saw the doctor and he said, you're going to get arthritis. I went into physical therapy, was going to the gym and working out with very specific, and that was all going really well. Well, with safer at home, of course, stopped going to the gym. And so now here I am. I've been doing the walking for a long time and I'm slowing down and now I'm not wanting to walk because my knees hurt. And I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, long story short, um, two things. I went in last week. They took, he took another set of x-rays. The doctor, I haven't seen him in two years. He's like, wow, you're down 40 pounds. I'm like, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, so they took x-rays of my knees. And then I went in to meet with a physical therapist. And he's like, wow, you're down 40 pounds. And I said, yes, I am. And I still have a way to go. And I think that's why my knees hurt is this, my body's telling me, you need to lose a little more weight here. And um, he said, well, actually, let's take a look. So what I found out, first of all, no signs of arthritis in my knees, Wow, zero. So that tells me our bodies really do heal themselves. Mm-hmm. If you give them the right nutrition, and you take care of them, our bodies really do regenerate and they can get better. Because both he and the doctor said absolutely zero sign of arthritis in my knees. So the physical therapist checked my quads said they're strong, my hamstrings are strong, he said, Oh, problem is is he called them the the mid uh, glutes so the middle of my butt and Mm -hmm. the the muscles surrounding the hips are weak because there's only certain exercises you can do to strengthen those particular muscles and that was gym equipment I was using that I haven't used and so you know we forget that our core is actually the pelvis and the hips that's where our core Mm -hmm. is and that has to be strong for everything else to work. So now I'm back in physical therapy to, to, to strengthen all the those. And basically, you know, they said, you're fine. You're fine. You just got to strengthen those muscles. So I'm super happy that I'm getting to do those exercises again now, and I'm going to be in fighting shape for my hike into and out of the Grand Canyon next year. Um, So the goal is to hike in the day before, spend the night at the river at Phantom Ranch, and then hike back out the next day.
0: Now, what time of year are you going to do this? In the heat of the summer, like mid mid July?
1: No. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, you have to do it, by, no, it has to be has to be done by lottery, and so right now we're looking at the first weekend in December. We're keeping our fingers crossed, and I don't mind the cold. There are okay. we have leggings that have uh, sherpa lining in them. They're we, we've worn them when it's forty degrees out. And it'll be cooler than that, but you can always pack on the layers, and that's okay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, right now it's looking like first weekend in December, but we'll see what happens. And if I have to do it later in the year, I'm okay with that. Um, I've actually done whitewater rafting through the Grand Canyon, and that's what gave me the impetus to do this again. Because years ago now I did a a five-day rafting trip on the river through the canyon, and the last day of the trip you hike out of the canyon from the river up to the rim and it's nine and a half miles of trail. And it's a mile deep it took me about seven and a half hours. And I've always thought I want to do that again. And so that's why I'm doing it. I, I want to do it again. So
0: So tell me, tell me why this is so important to you.
1: You know, it's a personal growth thing. Um, there is a coming home to myself that I feel, you know, we all have the ability to come into that place of peace within us. And so for me, coming home to myself is being out in nature. It is a solitary journey, even though I'm, my, my friend is going to go with me and possibly a couple of friends. But it's, it's for me. It's for, for me to be in touch with myself. It's a very meditative thing to do that kind of a hike. And you have to draw on the resources that are within you, and partly on faith, in my opinion, at least for me. So it's my own goal for myself. It's um, reminding myself that I still have a lot of living to do, and that if I'm willing to support my body and love it, it will support and love me back. And I get to have these amazing adventures. Because I have this beautiful vehicle that keeps me in the physical realm.
0: How are you going to celebrate when you get back up after the hike back up?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I haven't thought about that yet. I'm not sure. And, And it's a personal thing. Um, I had a lot of people give me flack because when I did the whitewater rafting trip through the Grand Canyon, like, well, take cameras and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I came back and they're like, well, there are pictures, where are the pictures? And I said, I didn't take any. They're like, what? And I said, no, because this was for me. This was something just for me, for my own soul, for my own growth, for my own acknowledgement. So the celebration comes from inside me. It's not even really about anyone else recognizing it. It's just for me. Um. And I'll tell you, one of the things about that experience of hiking out the first time was that, you know, I noticed there were a lot of people that traveled internationally to come hike at the Grand Canyon. And most of the people were either Japanese or German because, you know, you can hear the languages. And as I was walking, you know, there were lots of people on the trail. And then at one point, I, there, it's like switchbacks. It's just switchbacks up and down the whole, the whole trail. And at one point, I turned the corner and there've been people in front and behind me the whole way and I'm about three-fourths of the way up, and I turn the corner, and there's a mountain goat standing on the trail in front of me, and there is no one around. And I mean no one. It's like, where'd everybody go? Nobody there except me and this goat. And we just hung out there for a couple of minutes, obviously very used to seeing people. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was cool to just hang out there for a few minutes where there's goat and there's nobody else around.
0: You've had lots so, of stories like that in, the, in your past, where various types of animals and creatures have approached you, and you've had moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I'm I'm blessed. I'm really blessed.
0: Why do you think those animals, creatures, or whatever we like to call? Are saying, you know what? There's this nice lady over there with big, bushy, curly hair. I need to go figure out what's going on with her.
1: Well, and of course, the first thing I think of is all of your all of your fur babies.
0: (laughs) Well, Um, you know,
1: yeah. I love them. They're wonderful. Uh, You know, the main thing is if you're comfortable in your own skin and you're not afraid. They know it. They know it. And most animals respond to whatever your vibrational energy is. So if you're afraid, they become afraid. Mm -hmm. They They will growl if they feel threatened. So if they feel fear from you, then they themselves go into fear. If you are comfortable in your own skin and you're not afraid, they won't be afraid. And I'm not saying go have an encounter with a bear or a lion or anything like that. But
0: um, Oh, I'm glad you clarified that because some... I was headed out to the wild <laughs> yeah. safari right after. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, no, Okay. Let's fine. let
1: do that. Let's not Okay, that. good. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but, you know, I wanted to train animals. I wanted to train lions. At first I wanted to be a vet, and then I thought, you know, I don't want to study that hard. <laughs> so, and I didn't want to see animals that were sick or, or hurting all the time. And so I thought, well, you know, I want to train animals. And um, there was a woman when I was a kid who was featured on TV Guide with sitting in the middle of two lions, one on each side. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to know more about that. And she and her then husband had started um, a program where they did, you know, affection training with animals and then ended up being like the the people you called in Hollywood if you needed animals on the set. Um, And... You know, I remember seeing that. I think I was about 12 years old and just uh, the woman was strikingly beautiful. And I actually met her. Oh, gosh, I guess it's about. Almost 30 years ago now, I met her and she became a very close friend of mine.
0: And what are the odds of that? That's awesome.
1: You know, everything's also always divine. She was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, her name was uh Tony. At that time that, that the that the photo was taken of her Tony Helfer. Um and then later she remarried and was Tony Law. But um, an amazing, amazing woman. And um, you know, the thing is, what I understood after I got to know her and, and found out more about the animals, um, I'm very emotional. <laughs>
2: You? Uh, Garrett
1: knows I'm very emotional. I'm very sensitive. What? Yes, I'm an empath, and I'm very emotional. And you know what? It's okay. I embrace it about myself. I totally embrace it about myself. It gives me <laughs> the ability to feel what other people are feeling, and it helps me do a better job with my work. Um, but she said to me at some point, I said, you know, I've always wondered if it, if I was too emotional for the animals, if that would have been a problem. She said, yeah. She said, because if you were feeling what they were feeling, that might have exasperated things around them. It could have made them agitated. And so, um, oh, wow. so it's just very interesting to to find out the stuff later and go, oh, okay, well that's why I wasn't on that path. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love animals, and and most of them um, are pretty comfortable with me for the most part. I've only actually had I've only had a couple of animals not be completely comfortable in my presence. Um, usually, they're they're very comfortable with me, and I, I just feel like it's a privilege, you know.
0: Well, my um, dogs love you, so there you go.
1: Well, I love them. I love. I know one of these days I'll come visit again.
0: hmm 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 Oh, this has been fun. So uh, we got about a half an hour left. If you would like to call in on topic, again tonight is not calling in to ask Rebecca if you're going to find love down in the van by the river. Okay, that's not that. <laughs> But if you want to schedule a private reading with Rebecca, you can go to her website. It's hyperlinked on the show page, IamRebecca.com. And you can find out all about her and her amazing services. So plug for Rebecca there. But if you want to call in on topic and talk about things that have changed your life, the phone lines are open. 323-657-1493 is the hotline. We are live for another half an hour. And live every Monday night through the end of the year. How exciting is that? You can even spend part of your holiday weeks with us. We may be doing a Friday night dance party on a Monday night, you know, because it's Friday somewhere for somebody. So who knows? But we're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff. Anyhow, so Rebecca, let's maybe switch gears a little bit, because otherwise we're just going to be talking about all this touchy feely stuff, which is fine. But then, you know, we'll have nothing to talk about next week, as if we could run out of things to talk about. (laughs) But what else is going on that's caught your eye in the news?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. So a couple things. And so we're going to do some hot topics. Ooh. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, because, you know, and I don't talk about politics much at all in the public eye anymore. I don't. Um, And part of it is because, you know, it's an interesting subject. It's it's emotional. um, And... You know, especially with everything that's going on with vaccines and COVID and all of that, it's, it, a lot of people are really, really, really highly charged about it. And I've had a few people say, well, how come you're not, like, stressed out about this? And I said, well, because I'm doing what's right for me, and I just hold that everybody will do what's right for them. Because if you surrender into what is resonating for you, then you're not going to be mad about what anybody else is doing or not doing. So it's like, look, if you, if you don't want to wear a mask, then you need to go to establishments that say it's okay for you to not wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask and you only want to go places where they're wearing masks, then only go to places where they're wearing masks. (laughs) Uh, If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. But go to the path of least resistance and the path that aligns with what you feel is right for you. And it sounds simple and it's really not because a lot of people are really upset. And I I don't blame anybody for being upset if they feel like they're being forced to do something they don't want to do. So now we have this thing where they're mandating the school children be vaccinated. And okay, okay, so what do you do? You have to do what's right for your family. If that's in alignment with you, great. Go out and get your kid vaccinated. If it's not in alignment with you, then homeschool your kid or have them do, you know, a homeschool thing or, or an online school. And I know there's a lot of people who be like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. And I'm like, well, what's the path of least resistance that's in alignment for you? Because that's the only place you're going to find peace with this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and I will say, like, I was not somebody who ran out and got the vaccine. I didn't. Um, I had a lot of people really upset. You have to get the vaccine. You have to get the vaccine. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. And they're like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. And it was so interesting. I mean, I know my friends and my family love me and I appreciate that. But I had spent months staying home or wearing a mask if I went out and washing my hands and doing all the stuff they said to do. And I didn't get sick during that whole time. And the reason that I waited was because they're like, but only this many people have died from the vaccine. This many more people are dying from COVID. I'm like, yes. And I'm somebody who's had reactions to things when they talk about, oh, only 2% have this reaction to blah, blah, blah. I have been one of those people, so if I'm staying healthy, not getting vaccinated, and I'm potentially at risk to get sick or die if I actually get the vaccine, what should I do
0: <laughs> well it's interesting so that I you waited. bring this up and and say this today I was talking to somebody earlier that I have a lot of respect for and really enjoy this person a lot, and um, I you know I said well you know, you don't have to go into detail if you don't want to. But, boy, I'm really, you know, curious because you just seem like somebody who would totally go get the vaccine. And the response was, well, you know, I'm at a, of a certain age, meaning not ours, Rebecca.
1: Younger. Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. and, and we are spring, we, we might be chickens, but we're not spring chickens. Okay, so there we go. Um, but, the, you know, it's a younger person, and this is a person who um, admitted doesn't normally get a flu shot, doesn't, you know, apparently wear a seatbelt in the car, doesn't do anything you're supposed to. Do I'm sorry, I, that's me. I'm, you know, getting a little sarcastic here. But this person it says it doesn't, you know, do a lot of these things and says, you know, my body has a very hard time processing, and I have really bad reactions any time I've ever had, and I'm also concerned about um, you know, reproduction and have kids later on and historically, genetically and all of this. And when the explanation was given, I was like, Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, I understand. Now I don't agree, you know, cause me, I've already got my booster shot, you know, and I've got my flu shot and I'm like, you know, right, I'm going right. to, you want to give me a shot every other week. I'll, I'll do it, but I'm not going to get this. Um, but listen to the explanation this person gave. I was like, I I now have a absolute respect for your decision on how you're doing it. Now put your mask back on and go sit over in the corner, and you know that's (laughs) that's you know really kind of what you have to do. But I I will be shocked because there are people that um, I I know that don't have that thought out. Self, i and going call her the response that I got an educated response because, you know, the, there was research, there was rationale, there was calm logic behind, you know, what was said. But I tell you, I run into people all the time. I'm like, you are really smart. Why are you not getting the vaccine? And it's like, well, you know, and you, you want, you're going, is this the movie Deliverance? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. You make so much sense in every other thing you say. And what you're telling me is just ridiculous. You're listening to Nicki Minaj or you're listening to Cardi B who are not (laughs) the last time I checked board certified scientists or biologists or any other. ists. you know, you're taking advice from pop culture memes on how you're going to make your health decisions. And I'm just, I'm stunned that, we're at a point where we've now had what 700,000 people and counting die from this, who right. are not using a sound. You know what? I'm going to make sure I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to make sure I'm taking precautions. I'm keeping my six foot distance. I social. You know, all the rational things this other person shared with me today. None of that. It's like, well. I'll put a mask on if I have to. And, you know, and, you know, I, I don't believe it because I think it's a uh, all a big conspiracy theory. It's like, well, what happened to the 700,000 people in this country? Right. Is that a conspiracy theory? I don't think so. I don't know. So I am right. very torn because it's like I, I, I know an, another person that is um, older than us who has now contracted COVID twice and refuses wow. to get the vaccine, and is lucky to be alive. And she's like, well, you know, if God takes me, God takes me. It's like, well, now you're inflicting your stuff on us. Cause well, how many you don't...
1: people are they, are they potentially exposing to?
0: Right. It's like, okay, so you yeah. can have that belief, and I'll support your, your right to have that belief, because that's your right. But it's not your right to then want to be around other people while you are taking your own liberties and inflicting that on other folks. And that's where I have a a problem. So no,
1: I, I agree with you. I agree. It's, it's, you know, the mask thing is, is just like, I went to my sister's the other day and she is, she has autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when I'm there, I wear the mask in the house. And she's like, you know, we're both vaccinated. You don't have to wear the mask. And I said, look, my kid is going to school. There's only 120 mm-hmm. kids at that school. They test mm-hmm. all the time. They have not had a single case. However, I'm still around my kid, and my kid is still around other people.
2: So mm-hmm. with
1: especially with the breakthrough cases, I said, look, I'm not, I don't want to take a chance. Right. So I would rather wear the mask. If I'm going to be in your house with you, I'm going to wear the mm-hmm. mask. Mm-hmm. Because if for some reason I've been exposed, I don't want to expose you. Um, right. So – and and then also just to clarify for you so I have never taken a flu shot I don't tend to get sick like I mean I have a really healthy immune system but I also tried to take care of my body so those are two factors but I mm-hmm. will tell you when I talk about how you know I've had I've been the 2% so I was the 2% who got blood clots and birth control pills and later on I worked at a school district and I had to get TB tests regularly because I worked at a school district I got blood clots in my legs from the TB test, which is almost unheard of. Yes, it's almost it's it's pretty much unheard of. But that was the point at which I went. You know, if I don't need to put this stuff into my body, I don't really want to do that. And I yeah. think the, the you know yes, I think I got a booster for tetanus when I stepped on a nail, <laughs> and I got um I think I got one other booster for something. I don't remember what it was, Um, but I have stayed away from getting, you know, anything extra because I've had these reactions in my body and it's like,
0: those Mm -hmm. put me
1: at risk. I mean, this isn't, it was not a light decision for me to wait and I did end up getting vaccinated. I waited until I could take the Johnson and Johnson. It's only one dose. Um, And one of my closest friends is an epidemiologist who has specialized in research. So she and I have had many conversations and she herself said, she, she ended up also getting the Johnson & Johnson, waiting for that one. And, you know, as I talked to her and got information from her on the research and people's reactions and all these other things, um, she was the one who said, I think it would be best for you to probably get the Johnson & Johnson and wait for it. You know, they had some problems with people having reactions to the Johnson & mm-hmm. Johnson one, and it turns out it was people who had food allergies who so were having issues with that. And, and so it was some time after that before I entertained the idea of getting the vaccine. And then I was I was okay. I also did protocols to detox my body before and after. Um, but again, this was my own personal decision, and it was lots of research on my part and asking people who actually know. Um, so that was the decision that I came to. But I don't – I got vaccinated – I don't think I got vaccinated until June or July. But that was the timing that worked for me.
0: Well, and you you were so, – and i think i saw you once in december and it was in passing i stopped by your house for about what a minute and a half and yeah. we kept about 45 feet minutes, between yeah. us Pretty and much. yeah and then that was it and i haven't seen you you know since um but you i will tell you every time we talk on the other shows that we've done or i mean you would talk and share you know mask Hand sanitizer, six feet or more. Um, If I'm going to be close-ish to people, we're outside, we're walking, we're walking. You know, it's that where you know you're not congregating at a mosh pit and you know having a slam dance contest. So I think there's just a completely (laughs) different way to approach it. And you've you know, you know, who am I? I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But you know, you have. (laughs) You know, you know, you've know, you taken, I think, a more educated approach to how you're going to be social when you're going to be put in those situations.
1: Well, yes, and first of all, my cousin was one of the first cases, and he almost died. He was on a ventilator for 16 days. He was really lucky, super, super healthy, played tennis every day before and now again is playing tennis all the time. So very, very healthy, really lucky was, you know, like when he went into the, uh, into the hospital, he, his oxygen saturation was 50%. And the doctor's like, this guy's going to die within a couple of mm-hmm. hours if we don't get mm-hmm. him in here, like right now. So I had that experience. So that was in March, like right, like right as we got safer at home. I mean, within two days of that, he was in the hospital in ICU. Um, so I had that. But then also, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, we should be more careful now because the numbers are going up. You know, and and even somebody very close to me was, like, getting freaked out, like, but the numbers are going up, the numbers are going up. And I'm like, look, why do we not get the fact that it doesn't matter if the numbers are going up? It only takes one exposure. That's it. Mm -hmm.
2: It's
1: only one exposure. So it's like either you kind of have to figure out what works for you and then stick with whatever that is. I'm doing the same thing that I was doing pretty much the whole time, except I'm not wiping down all the food when I get home from the grocery store anymore. I did that for months. I did that for months. I used um, an a essential oil-based uh, cleaner, and I cleaned all of my food before I brought it into the house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't do that anymore because they said, yeah, it's not transferring that way. So um, anyway, we kind of stuck on this topic for a long time. I actually wanted to talk about how we got started with this and the hummus incident.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Many, 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 many years ago. Okay. Do you want me to tell the yes, story or was. do you want to tell the story?
1: I want you to you start with the story.
0: <laughs> okay. So many, 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 many years ago when I first moved to California, I had a completely different big money career. And I will harp on this till the day is done because it was a lot of money. And I loved my clients, hated the company, and blah, 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 blah. So the short version is that I was referred to Rebecca by our operations department. And they said, go meet this lady and don't piss her off because she's friends with my wife, and I don't want to deal with it. I went, (laughs) okay. So that was how I first was introduced to Rebecca. So the service that I had was for household goods moving. We did other stuff, but that was what I was there for. So I go out and I meet Rebecca and her family. And, you know, at the end of my appointment with her, she walks me out to the car and we're having a little chit chat. And she kind of leans in and says, and you know, I'm a little bit psychic. And I'm thinking at the time because I'm really repressed. I'm miserable in life. I I mean, if I could have been any more tightly wound, I would have. Um, And so I was like, well, thanks for sharing inside my head. I'm going crazy lady. And Uh And so the move went off without a hitch. I baked Rebecca and her family a bunch of cookies and off they go. And probably about, I don't know, Nine months, a year later, there was a a lot of time had passed. And so I get this email Mm -hmm. at work from Rebecca. Hi. And I'm my first thought is, lady, the time to file a claim for anything damaged or broken has passed. You're out of luck. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Everything's fine. I'm like, well, why are you contacting me then, crazy psychic woman? Well, I'm going to be doing a, you know, reading at, uh, you know, Bogart's and Seal Beach and it'd be, you know, cool if you're going to be around to come say hi. Uh, Okay, great. You know, because there we go. And so I found myself on that Sunday going, you know, that Rebecca lady, I'm just going to go see what a bunch of nonsense this is. So I go to Bogart's Coffee in Seal Beach, lovely place. And it's set up just like the cafe in the show Friends. You know, there's a big couch and there's, you know, some other chairs. People sit around and Anyhow, so Rebecca has her fan club there. It's standing room only. And people are, you know, um, leaving tips. And it's just crazy, in my mind, crazy experience. I've never seen anything like this before. You know, because I've seen the fake ones on TV, but not a real one. Okay. So Rebecca does, you know, her readings, would anybody like to ask a question? Everybody goes around, they ask their questions. And at the end of this, um, everybody's leaving. And I said, well, I didn't really get a chance to say hi. So I just wanted to say hi. Thanks for having me here. She goes, well, I'm going to be doing a radio show down in Laguna Beach. And I said, well, I've always, this is where it gets funny and good. Because well, I've always wanted to do a radio show. And she looks at me and goes, I know. <laughs> and so thus, the origins of what started out as the Garrett and Rebecca show started out what 11 years ago, 10 years ago. And so we get together and talk about the fact that we've never done a radio show, have no idea what's going on. And yet six months before I'd reserved a station here on blog talk radio. I was paying for it. You know, it was, I don't know, 40 bucks a month or something like that. I was making a gazillion dollars. So I I could do a hundred of these stations, no big deal. And so I had the station set up, didn't know how to do it. Of course, didn't take advantage of any of their awesome free online training or live tech support because that would have just been stupid. And so Rebecca and I just kind of figured out what we were going to do. And we got together and Rebecca came over to my house. We went down to, and you'll have to refresh me where we, the place was. And we did this the live restaurant. show, mm-hmm. The Cottage Restaurant, <laughs> yep. before it was torn down. And we did this radio show from the back of a kitchen office, at a restaurant, <laughs> on a speakerphone, yep. because we thought that was cool. And we did this for I don't know, fifteen minutes, a half an hour. It was you know just a short thing, but the reaction we got was spectacular. And we said, why aren't we on Sirius XM? We are absolute money. People would pay <laughs> literally dimes to listen to this <laughs> on a quarterly basis. Anyhow, that's kind of my re- recollection of how this all started. What, how do you remember it?
1: Well, that was, that was pretty much it. It was a red carpet event at the cottage restaurant. And, um, and, and so, yeah, it was, I just had this idea that, oh, we should broadcast live and take live questions on the air at the event. And so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. and, so the other thing, the other two very notable things that happened that evening were um, that we met Cindy, who is...
0: Oh my gosh. Just Cindy changed amazing. my life, Cindy.
1: Cindy came to that event and it was like, uh-huh. oh my God, we're getting to meet you here. And uh, yeah, she's, I can't say enough good things about her. She's like just a phenomenal human being. And uh, that's, that's another topic for another show, talking about Cindy, because she's amazing. We can talk all um,
0: about Cindy, Cindy next week, yes.
1: That's right, that's right. Um, and then the other thing was the hummus, because oh my it was like, oh my God, it was so good. And, you know, Garrett was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. And the owner comes out. She's like, how are you guys doing? Do you get what you want? You know, we have, we're we going to have a lot of leftovers. Do you guys want to take some of this? And Garrett's eyes got really big. And he's like, could I take some of the hummus? And she's like, sure. So she brings out these huge <laughs> <laughs>
2: huge,
1: And and Garrett was so, so ha- I mean, I don't know how much it ended up being about a half gallon of hummus or something. It was, oh, it was ridiculously easily. Huge, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and you know, I talked to Garrett a few days later, like, how you do it on the hummus? And he's like, oh, it's all gone. <laughs> you know, so um-
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I'd had hummus up until that point um or if i had i'd not been impressed but whatever they made at the cottage restaurant again may you rest in peace cottage restaurant but however they made yeah. that it was just out of this world oh it was good to, to this day mm-hmm. yeah it was
1: good and and so and that was it was just a super fun night and at that point, I, I'd like to say at that point, you, you kind of trusted me. <laughs> totally. And, and then we started doing the show. It was like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. You want to do this some more? Yeah, let's do this yeah. some more. And, uh, and so we started doing a show. I mean, we did nightly for five days a week for,
0: five, yeah, for a long, long time.
1: time. Yeah, a long time. Well, and then and then with the changes, then some of the changes in your life, it's like, OK, we need a break. And he kind of yeah. kicked me in the butt to like, you need to do this on your own and you're going to be great. And um, and so now, you know, I've, I've been doing radio for a long time now. And thank you, Garrett, because I, I would not have done it without you. Honestly, I would not have done it without you. And, well,
0: the um, same goes here, because if, if you said, oh, just start your show, well, I need somebody fun to do it with, and you are like the most fun person, <laughs> and you still are one of the most fun people I know, to be able to say, hey, let's get on the radio and talk for an hour about whatever comes to our mind. You know, and for anybody who's listening tonight, I will tell you, we have a whole show prep that we, we didn't rehearse it, but we shared it with each other beforehand. We hadn't even touched it. So <laughs> the fact is that... Um, We got through tonight's return episode of Rated G Radio, available Monday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. We haven't even gotten to any of that fun stuff. So we've probably bored you all miserably to tears for which I unapologetically don't care. But Rebecca and I have um yeah i wouldn't have done this without you because you know i needed somebody to do and those first shows that we did you know we kind of conned everybody please tune in and listen please please and so we'd have i don't know 15 people you know and we're like we got we got 17 tonight rebecca our base is growing i know and then you know yeah little did we know and um yeah well it's it's just been super fun yeah it, it it's
1: well it's always an adventure and uh you know, I, I I love it. I love it. And the other thing that I that always cracks me up is I think about those first shows and it's like, oh my gosh, we only have ten minutes. How are we going to be ready?
0: How are we going to? And now 10 it's like, minutes.
1: oh we, yeah. We'll, no. well, well, or like we have ten minutes until showtime. And are you oh, going to yeah, be ready? Yeah. And are you are oh you really God, ready? Oh Did you get your water? Yeah. Did you, you know, really stress? And now it's uh-huh. like, oh, we got thirty seconds. How was your week? What are you even doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because because we're just used to it now, but um.
0: Let's well, oh, usually now so save it for the show. You. Don't don't talk ahead of time. It's you know, let's just exactly. we'll just talk on air. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um so I'm gonna give myself a little plug here, and that is um I still do the Wisdom and Intuition Network shows, so it's the first Wednesday of the month. I will probably finish out this year, and then more than likely I will not continue those shows. Um I there are other things in the works for me. Um but if you're interested in getting a psychic reading on the air, um, the show is this Wednesday, October 6th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's on the Wisdom and Intuition Network, and if you would like to tune into that, uh, the phone number is area code 425 440 5010. And I will be posting that on my Facebook page um, and my Instagram. So my Instagram is I am Rebecca I am, and Facebook is I am Rebecca Intuitive Psychic. So if you would like to tune in for that and ask a question, I will be doing that. And then there is a little Halloween special going on right now. I'm not doing a lot of specials these days, folks. Um, I did specials for COVID for a long time, and um, so I've stopped those. Uh, But I think it's a 20%. I have to go back and look. I think it's a 20% off if you book a a session by October 15th. Um, And uh, so that's my little shameless plug. And if you'd like to uh, subscribe to get information, uh, my website is RebeccaFisk.com.
0: And all of those links are conveniently placed right on the show page as well. So if you're listening live on the Rated G Radio blog talk platform, click, 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 click And you'll magically get there. And, and thank you. Okay.
1: And thank you, yeah. Garrett Garrett, you're awesome. I appreciate
0: you so much. Well, I am I'm very, very awesome. But you know, almost as awesome as you. you so are. most days I yeah, yeah. So okay, everybody, um, all kidding aside, and there's no kidding allowed in baseball. There's um <laughs> There's going to be more shows. Next Monday, Rebecca is going to rejoin me here. Every Monday, she's taking her Monday night. She could be watching Monday night football, cheering That's for right. the Trailblazers and the Globetrotters and the Marlins. <laughs> well, you know. But she'll be here Monday nights in October. So please join us next Monday night. It'll be a pleasure to have you back joining us for more Rated G Radio. And if you'd like to call in and talk to us next week, again, at 323-657-1493, that is the hotline. You can email the show. Um, I've got a little show link on here. If you want to email the show or ping me, because I don't really have social media anymore. We'll talk about more of that in true Hollywood drama next week or the week after the week after that. But it's a true story because when I tell you, you go like, I can't believe this is a true story. And I'm telling you right now, it will be. With that, everybody, have a great night. Take care. I appreciate you listening in and tuning back in and welcoming us back into your home office and car with such welcome arms. Rebecca, we'll see you next Monday. You've been listening to Rated G Radio.